It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, and we have players on the field. It is great to finally have a training camp practice in the books, and we will talk about some of the observations and uh, different things, whatever pops up, but uh, it's, it's just so nice to finally be talking about actual football again and not just kind of picking and prodding at uh, different or trying to pick and prod at different topics, but we actually have stuff on the field to talk about. We'll get into that in a moment, of course, but before we get into that, I want to thank. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. As always, our great sponsor over at BlueChew.com. Remember to sign up for your free shipment if you are interested in BlueChew. Of course, go to BlueChew.com. 
use the promo code promo code locked on l o c k e d o n and get your first shipment for free again blue chew where you can increase your performance and get the extra confidence in bed blue chew provides you the first chewable with the same fda approved ingredients as viagra and cialis so you know they work you can take them anytime day or night even on a full stomach and since they're chewable you can they can work up to twice as fast or they will work twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready to go whenever that opportunity arises if you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts blue chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships directly to your door in a discreet package. So there's no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. So right now, go to BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Get your first shipment for free. All you got to do is use the promo code locked on, and all you got to do is pay the $5 in shipping. But other than that, it is free. So go to bluechew.com right now and get your shipment. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So let's talk about practice. I sound like Alan Iverson. We talking about practice, man. We, we talking about practice, but there's... The big story, I think, from reading observations and just seeing some talk about practice, the big the big observation, without a doubt, has to be the health and reemergence, we'll say, of Cam Newton. All all the talk was basically that Cam Newton looks fresh, he looks rejuvenated, uh, he's been airing the ball out. That that was a lot of things. That was a big observation people were talking about, too. Just the fact that Cam Newton was airing it out with the deep ball, which just seeing him air the ball out is a great a great feeling because obviously we've talked numerous times. We've basically beaten the dead horse with this as far as the fact that Cam Newton could not throw the ball more than 15 or 20 yards downfield in the second half of last season. So the fact that he's doing it now here in training camp ahead of the season, it's it's just an awesome an awesome sight to see and just another reason why this offense should expand, should explode more and the the expectations are getting higher. So Cam Newton, you know, it's only one practice, but again, just the fact that after all that time off and all the concerns, all the questions, the fact that he's letting the ball fly, that's uh, that that's just a great feeling. So, fantasy wise, keep an eye out on him. I think uh, he should he, he'll be a nice value in the later rounds. Uh, DJ Moore certainly gets a bump up. Curtis Samuel is definitely in line for a 
breakout season, I think. So that it, it's just going to be such a fun offense to watch. Um, you know, even one of the things they talked about was Cam Newton just throwing the ball about 40 yards to Curtis Samuel, and then Samuel ran it all the way for a touchdown. And I mean, what more can you say? You know, fans have to be excited over this. Now, there were some, you know, obviously some downsides. I, I noticed, you know, I, I know there was one play they talked about where it was where Newton pass, I believe, was tipped. I think they said by Mario Addison and was picked off, I think, by one of the linebackers. But, I mean, it's only one practice. You know, we're all going to. I'm sure there's going to be people saying, oh, he threw an interception and he can't do this, he can't do that. But remember, when it comes to training camp, you're experimenting with a lot of things. You're, you're trying to see what's going to work, what's not going to work. You're going to let your quarterback – and again, it's it's not like he intentionally threw the interception or you know it was right to a defender or whatever. It was tipped, so the defense made a good play. But again, remember, we're – we're just experimenting with plays here. Uh, you're you're going to let your quarterback do things that are not necessarily – or you won't necessarily see during the season or things that might get tweaked, this, that, and the other things. So that uh, – so especially early early on in training camp, don't, uh, don't get too discouraged. But just – but do be encouraged – by the fact that Cam Newton is, is letting the ball rip. So that's that's really fun to see. Uh, a couple other notes that I took notice of were um, the offensive line, uh, or, the, or the way they were putting out the offensive line, at least early on. And they actually started out by putting Daryl Williams at left tackle. Now, that was, that was never really a consideration we talked about here on the podcast. In terms of the potential, uh, the potential lineups, but keep in mind that it's early in practice. You're not just going to throw Greg Little out there. Uh, he, he's obviously got to earn his reps, and that's pretty much why Dare Williams started at left. But even still, even when we were talking about Little, we were talking about Moten at left and Dare Williams at right. But I th- think this probably kind of hammer hammers home the fact that. The Panthers really do like Darrell Williams, or excuse me, really do like Taylor Moten at right tackle. So if if that's the case, to me, that likely means Darrell Williams is either going to play left tackle or left guard, depending on if Greg Little is able to crack the starting lineup. If if he's able to get if he's able to earn his way up to starter reps, then I think you're going to see Little at left tackle and Williams at left guard. Otherwise, you might see Williams at left tackle and Greg Van Roten at left guard. So really, it really depends on how quickly Greg Williams develops, or Greg Little develops, you know, I'm merging the two players together. But at, at least from my perspective, or at least my guess, is everything hinges on his ability. And there was a note that I saw on Twitter that said about Der- or, uh, Greg Little getting chewed out by the offensive line coach because he got beat pretty handily by Brian Burns. And, and by the way, and I didn't get a chance to jump on the podcast, but it was really nice to see just before camp started 
that Brian Burns did sign his contract before training camp or right before training camp started, you know, so just in time. So good. So everybody's ready to go. And obviously Brian Burns is already making a, a little bit of an impact, you know, even if it is rookie on rookie, but still, I mean, you're talking, these are the first two picks that the Panthers made and they're already getting after each other. And Burns has the early edge, but nice to see Burns in. And of course, if you followed all the other draft picks, you know that uh, everybody is now locked and loaded. There was only two players left that hadn't signed their rookie deals, and that was Nick Bosa with the 49ers and Quinton Williams with the Jets. And those reported agreements came within about 15 minutes of each other. So every rookie is now ready to go. So that's really nice to see. But so again, to me, Greg Little, if he develops quickly, I think he can get into that left tackle spot and kick Darrell Williams inside to guard, which I think would be the ideal situation. If not, you might see Darrell Williams start the season at left tackle because, again, it doesn't seem like they're going to move Taylor Moten from right tackle. He, I've always said I think he could play both sides, but the Panthers seem really, really comfortable with having Moten at right tackle. They feel that's his, his better spot. And we've talked about Moten a lot of times. I've mentioned how strong of a run blocker he is. And there are some people that will still argue that your right tackle is more of your run blocking position or your, your run blocking tackle side, rather. And while that may be the case sometimes, keep in mind, we have a lot of teams that will put their best pass rushers on either side, kind of mix things up. Or you even have duos that have great pass rushers on both sides. You know, you, you look like a, you look at the team like the Denver Broncos. You've obviously got Vaughn Miller on one side, but now you've got Bradley Chubb on the other side. So you're going to have great pass rushers coming at you from both ends if you're facing the Broncos or or if you're facing a team like the Cleveland Browns, Miles Garrett on one side and uh, Olivier Vernon on the other. So there's a lot of teams that will mix and match their pass rushers or come at you from either side. So it's kind of lessened the gap, I should say, between left tackle and right tackle. Like, it's hard to say, like, you know, left tackle is still important because it is your quote-unquote blind side uh, since majority, if not all, the quarterbacks are right-handed. In fact, I really can't think off the top of my head if there are any left-handed quarterbacks right now. But just in terms of uh, the skills you need in terms of pass protection and run blocking, I think we've gotten to a point where it's very similar between left tackle and right tackle. So both sides are, are very important, but it just seems like the Panthers are a little bit more comfortable having Moten on the right side of the, of the line rather than the left side of the line, which to me, you know, like, like I said, it doesn't make a difference. I feel he can play left side, but that's, that's just how the team feels. So that left side of the offensive line at this point, I think is going to be the, the top battle, at least just in terms of this position group, throughout training camp. Can Greg Little crack the starting lineup? And if so, uh, does he knock out someone like Greg Van Roten, which 
likely is the case. Or can one of the backups make a surprise if, say, Greg Little doesn't get into the starting lineup? Can one of these other guys, like maybe Larson, or you know, depending on how how they like to utilize these uh, these linemen, because they also brought in uh, a couple other linemen, mixed them in, mixed them in with the ones. I, I will say no, a quick note too, as as I'm loading this up, but it was it was good to see, and we'll talk about the pup list in a moment. But it was good to see Matt Paradis not start camp on the on the pup list or you know no limits anything like that because you know we know that was a, another concern throughout the offseason was the injury that Paradis was recovering from that he suffered last season but the the way it sounds there's no concerns right now with uh with Matt Paradis so that's that's really good to see and so now as far as uh, the couple rotations they did with the offensive line. It was Little getting in at left tackle after Darrell Williams and then uh, Tyler Larson did back up or did get in at center, getting some reps in with the one. So as expected, those are essentially your two, your two backups, at least right now at the position. Again, Greg Little, we expect, will probably uh, work his way into the starting lineup. But for now, he is... As we expected, the backup left tackle and Tyler Larson, the backup center. The quarterback rotation is, uh, especially the backup role, we know we know about the battle for the backup role between Will Greer, Kyle Allen, and Taylor Heineke behind Cam Newton. And it sounds like it's going to be a rotation in terms of each player is essentially going to get his chance with the twos, with the threes, whatever. So everybody's going to have a seemingly equal opportunity, you would think, to become the uh, the backup quarterback. But it was interesting to note that on the first day of practice, the first reps with the second team was Will Greer. And then it was Kyle Allen with the threes, so Taylor Heineke really didn't get much work. Again, it's only day one. Uh, obviously, a lot can change, especially with these rotations. But it is always interesting to see who does get the first reps at a certain spot. I think that kind of at least gives you some clue as f- into you know where the coaches might stand or who they want to see get some more work out of from spring you know, carrying over from spring and into the summer. So the fact that Will Greer essentially got the first crack at the backup role is is pretty interesting. But I think we kind of expected that as well, too. I think Greer, you know, I, th- I think we could say, and I think we were able to say even going into training camp, that Greer did have the inside track to that, uh, to that backup role. I always figured... It was essentially Heineke and Allen battling for the third quarterback spot and a spot on the roster because I think we can safely say the Panthers are not going to keep four quarterbacks on the roster. So Allen and Heineke aren't just competing for the third quarterback role. They're more or less competing for a roster spot. 
So I think that's where the, the battle is going to come. Again, they're both going to get times with the twos. But Greer getting the first crack, I think, tells you that they like they already like what they see with Greer. And it seems like they're already starting to feel comfortable giving him more work. You know, we'll watch as training him progresses. And then uh, even more so when we actually get to the preseason games in a couple of weeks, uh, but which which will be here before you know it. You know, the, just sitting here thinking about it already. We are just six days away. I mean, think about this for a minute. We're just six days away from the first preseason game, the Hall of Fame game, and then just 13 days away from the Panthers' first preseason game against the Chicago Bears. It's It's hard to believe... That it is getting very close, so we're we're just about there. But as as these preseason games go, keep an eye on when the starters come out, who goes in first at quarterback, especially that first preseason game, and then the third preseason game against the Patriots. The others, uh, the fourth preseason game, I imagine, especially if say Greer or one of these quarterbacks has the second spot locked up. I would imagine that last preseason game would be the two other quarterbacks that aren't in the top two, whether it's Allen and Heineke or whoever. I would imagine one plays the first half, one plays the second half. Uh, the second preseason game, I think, might give a little bit of a clue, but I would say the first preseason game because it's the first actual game action, and then the third preseason game because, of course, that's typically the game where you start getting ready for the regular season, you start getting an idea what the roster is going to look like. So those are the games I would think whoever gets the second crack of quarterback after Cam Newton comes out may start to become more of the favorite to be that number two quarterback once we get to the regular season. And then there were some notes too, of course, on the new 3-4 look, and as expected, we, we we were pretty much able to guess going in what the 3-4 was kind of going to look like, especially up front. You know, not really a surprise that it's Poe in the middle, Short, and McCoy on the two ends. And then the first group of linebackers were Mario Addison and Bruce Irvin as the outside guys, and then Luke Keekley and Shaq Thompson on the inside. So not really a surprise there. And then the second team off or second team defensive line was Kyle Love, Vernon Butler, and Brian Cox. So that gives you an idea, at least right now, where the defense stands. Obviously a lot to a lot still to unfold here. A lot of uh, or at least it's a very fluid situation with all the players they have, but it, at least we kind of have a sort of an idea now where the Panthers stand on the offensive line and the new defensive front. And there was also also some notes on the defensive back position, namely Rashawn Golden, who was getting reps at free safety. Now, again, we talked on the last podcast about how I think the Panthers are going to be one of those teams where because you have a guy like Eric Reed, 
you can be a little flexible with the two safeties. You can kind of mix the, the two skill sets together between these two players and really create a, a versatile defense. So really, I think it, this might just be a name alone that Rashawn Galden is the free safety. But as expected, Galden and Eric Reed were the first team safeties. And as I've said before, he is one of the biggest question marks and not necessarily in a negative way, but he's definitely a guy that I think has to step up and show that he can, uh, he can handle this role, especially full time. We saw him play it in that safety position last year after injuries, you know, replacing Mike Adams. So um, now that he's going to get a full off season and full training camp to work as the starter, I think that can only help him. But that's at least an idea right now where the Panthers stand, or at least where the starters stand at most of the positions here. I mean, the other positions, you know, we really don't need to talk about. We really didn't even need to make any notes because we already know where they stand. It was really offensive line and essentially the different levels on defense who would be uh, who would be coming out first and then who would be coming out second. Uh, real quick, too, before we get out of here, of course, there's uh, a couple roster notes. The Panthers did make some roster moves. They did uh, they did release three players and sign three players. They also also placed three players on the pup list going into going into the season. So we'll run quick through those. Those roster moves, including the hometown boy, Elijah Hood, uh, getting released. Running back Elijah Hood, guard Ian Silberman, and defensive tackle Elijah Qualls were all waived as they signed former Jaguars receiver and returner Jadon Mickens, former Chargers defensive lineman Bijan Jackson, and also brought back one of their own, former Panther Norman Price, who was one of the final cuts last season. Uh, Mick, Mickens does have some does have some skill at punt returner, so he may get one of the one of the early roles there, or at least will compete for the punt returner role. And then, as far as and by the way, Rashad Ross was also uh, one of the one of the re- potential returners, at least one of the guys getting work as as we expected, because we talked about the experience he brought over from the Alliance. Uh, As far as the three players beginning on the pup list, Torrey Smith is on the pup list, as are linebackers Jermaine Carter and Brandon Chubb. Now, again, uh, the pup list, of course, this is just the active pup list, so they can be taken off at any time. So a, a lot of times... Players being placed on the pup list is just precautionary. I mean, we have we saw the Texans do it with DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt. I think, in fact, I think they've already taken DeAndre Hopkins off the pup list. Uh, Trey Flowers was placed on the pup list by the Lions. So typically this is just precautionary. Uh, for some players, of course, the injury is significant enough that they may, that they'll be on the pup list all throughout training camp, and it may eventually lead to being placed on the reserve pup list, which means they'd be out the first six games of the season. But those three are on the pup list, but of course guys like Matt Paradis, Darrell Williams, and even Ian Thomas with a leg injury 
were not placed on the pup list, which obviously is very good news. It shows that they were cleared for practice. Because remember, you have to pl place these players on the pup list before camp begins. You can't can't go through a couple practices and then think an injury is bothering someone or someone suffers an injury and place them on the active pup list. You can't do that. Has to be at the start of training camp. You can take them off at any time. So I, I believe at this point, if I'm not mistaken, if there's a significant injury, it would be IR. But good to note that, and we you know we talked about Paradis earlier. But good good to see that none of those guys are on the pup list. That they seem ready to go. But we'll keep an eye on, uh, especially Smith and Carter, because Carter was another guy we talked about in t uh, as far as you know being in line for one of these reserve roles. Uh, and re really bring in the, the special teams because we know Carter was uh, was one of the starters last year after injuries took their toll on the defense last season. So uh, to see him to see him start on the pup list, they they suffered uh, knee injuries during minicamp. So hopefully he he's not out too long, uh, but it's just giving them time to continue to evaluate Carter and then when he get when he gets back in you you have to think he's going to be one of the one of the top reserve linebackers so we'll keep an eye on that but I think those are you know good bit of notes at least for the the first day of practice again just nice to have football reports to talk about uh, so we're back we, we made it through the dead period so I think that'll do it for this edition of LOP. Thanks so much for listening as always, guys. Really do appreciate it. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Setti. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. -T -T -E. Of course, follow my work. Panthers Wire, Bengals Wire, uh, Downtown Rams now where I'm covering the Rams. I'll, I'm contributing a bit to 4 for 4 football, covering the Saints and helping with the news desk, and now covering the NFC East for Pro Football Network. So really going to be spread out, but of course, always here as well on LOP. Uh, so until then, take care, everybody. Glad to have you on board, and we'll see you next time right here on LOP. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.